young writers, they need to know there's people like me out there that get me, that that get why I do what I do, that if I say this thing that everybody in my house thinks is weird, somebody out there thinks, no, this is great. And and that's what they find here is just this sense of of they belong, they are welcomed, they are loved, and they are understood. Welcome to the Habit Podcast, conversations with writers about writing. I'm Jonathan Rogers, your host. If you've listened to the Habit Podcast for very long, you've probably heard about the Habit Membership. But you may not know about the student edition of the Habit Membership, an incredibly happy and productive fellowship of teenage writers who give each other a little more courage. For reasons that will become apparent in this episode, there's kind of a secret door into the student edition. Adults can join the adult membership whenever they like, but students have to complete one of my six-week classes before they're invited to join the student edition. That secret door is now open. Registration is in progress for Writing Through the Wardrobe, which starts on Tuesday, February 7th. The registration link, thehabit.co slash wardrobe, is in the episode description. It's the same link whether you're signing up for the adult cohort or the student cohort. I thought this would be a good time to talk to Andrea Yenny, the mama raider and driving force behind the Habit Membership Student Edition, about what she has learned from her experience as the leader of this happy band of young writers. Andrea Yenny, I'm so happy to have you on the Habit Podcast today. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm excited to talk about this this topic of young writers, it's a, a big passion of mine. Yeah, you are as committed as anybody I know to developing young writers, and and so you are. I guess I should should mention you are the uh, the driving force behind the student edition of the Habit membership. Um, you are the hardest working moderator in the business, um, making sure that's a uh, that the student edition of the Habit membership is a is a happy and generous and safe place for young writers. Um, and I'm exceedingly grateful for the work you do there. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm exceedingly grateful to have this, this work in my life. It really is. I say this all the time. It's the biggest blessing in my life. And it, it, it honestly is. It's, it's a joy and a privilege to get to, to do the work I do with these young writers. They're, they're awesome people. And, it's it's just amazing. Let's talk about how the uh, student edition habit membership student edition came into being because I've said a minute ago you were the driving force behind that. That is uh, I, that is as true as could be because I wasn't so sure about uh, even having a a student version of the habit membership. Sure. And yeah, I, I'm I'm actually I'm a little fuzzy now on how the whole thing came to be. It's been a little while. Yeah. Um, so this was during the kind of the heart of the pandemic. Um, my youngest son, Ian, he said I could share his name on here. Um, <laughs> he he needed an outlet that was not just being home and doing his own thing. Um, he he was very interested in writing. This is something that had since he was a little kid. He liked to to write little stories, and and it eventually turned into writing you know, small books and things. Mm -hmm. And so I I went looking for something specifically for writing. And what I found was uh, one of your six-week classes, which was writing with Fichis, um, based on your original novel. 
which we had not read. And so we, we read the book very quickly and loved it. And um, he took the class and I, uh, being the kind of protective mom that I am, I kind of sat across the room and just sort of like observed and listened to this, the class. And of course I loved it too. And I thought, you know, this is what was so awesome about your teaching methods is that this is the way that I taught my kids writing was that we used whole literature. Um, I don't like to use, uh, I'm a homeschool mom, but I, I do things my own way as I do everything else. And I don't like to use excerpts and textbooks and things like that. When it comes to literature and writing, I like to use the whole, the whole work. So if we read a poem, even if it was, you know, multiple pages, we, we would read it over many days. Yeah. If we were reading a novel, we'd read it no matter how long it was. And then we would talk about it, not really necessarily through the lens of the writer, but through the writing. And mm-hmm. I used writing to teach them how to write. And so, you know, we learned grammar, we learned structure, and eventually, you know, we learned, you know, bigger things, themes and ideas, but it was all through that lens. And so what you were doing there, it just, it gelled with my brain. Um, But what I observed through the class was that Ian, who is very shy and has trouble talking to people, especially his own age, he just lit up and he was able to communicate with, with these people. They were, they were his people and it was really cool to see. And I, you know, would peek over his shoulder at, at things he wanted to share, you know, funny things people said, they were doing a little story they were writing together. And it it was really cool to see that, that everybody felt that way. Mm. And Toward the end of the class, um, I got the the distinct vibe from him that he did not want to leave these people. And with his permission, and I'm not sure if this was totally kosher, I I kind of asked to see, you know, how other people felt about it. And what I observed was nobody wanted to leave. They, They loved this. They did not want to give it up because what they had found was a connection with other writers and it was making them feel so happy, so filled up and so much more confident. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of got this brainstorm of, well, this just needs to keep going. And I, you know, saw that you had the the membership for the adults, but there was nothing like that for the students. And uh, my husband and I had one of our, our walks and talks as we call them, where we just expound on things. And we walk around the block for like three hours. And I, I just basically pitched this idea to him, like, how crazy would this be for me to call or, you know, email Jonathan Rogers and basically say like, Hey, I know you don't know me, but I think we should do this. And um, we talked through all the particulars and kind of the safety things that would have to come into place with teens online. And I kind of worked out all the details and and pitched it to you. And I think, the time that you probably thought it sounded a little bit, um, I don't know. What was your impression? I get, you know, I, the, the, how, how to put this. I mean, I, it was super important to me that the, the habit membership be a safe place for adults. <laughs> and, sure. and so even with the classes, I was trying to figure out how do I do these 
these classes in a way that I mean the 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 young writers are so energetic and have so much to say. And you know, the first the first time I taught one of these six-week classes, I had the students, the young young people and the grown-ups in the same space. And that didn't go very well. I mean, just again, because the 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 enthusiasm of the young writers um overwhelmed um, everything was else. A little overwhelming, yes. Sure. And so um I was um you know my I felt like my calling has been very much helping adults return to writing or develop as writers or whatever. And, um, and so when you proposed doing it for students, well, I was a little reluctant. Um, For sure. Yeah. And, and you're, I mean, you, I kind of said, if you can, if you can really be the person who handles the logistics of this, we can try it, I guess. You know, I, yeah, I was a little reluctant. I think that was that was my take is, okay, we're trying this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, at the time, I felt like, okay, I have the time to do this. I'm, I'm homeschooling, but I've only got one left at home. Uh-huh. And uh, so I have, you know, I've been looking for, what am I going to do with my time anyway? And so this was a, a nice experiment for me too, and what it turned into very quickly, because this grew, I think, way faster than we thought it would, um, was, wow, this is this is taking up half my day, but yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it is um, it was remarkable to see how quickly the students adapted to this idea of, okay, I have this community, which is what I'm you know here to talk about today. And i I don't want to ever give this up because this mm-hmm. is just such a huge, a huge blessing in my life, such a huge boon to my writing. And I, I don't know how I ever lived without this. Well, okay. So you mentioned community. Um, and in, in really important ways, writing is a solitary activity, right? You have to, you have to go in the cave and do the work and there's a limit to how much, um, you know, whatever else is going on, you sort of have to be alone to do mm-hmm. some of this work. Um, and yet, um, as you have found in, in your work with the students, community is, is pretty important too. Can you talk to me about that, about, about the, the importance of community and, and, and generosity and things like that with, with these, with these young writers? Absolutely. Um, so I've got, um, throughout my talk today, I want to use a few uh, quotes from the students' words. I asked them to basically tell me what does the habit, what does the student edition mean to you, and and specifically what has it kind of, what has it done for you, what has it helped you with, um, and so I'm going to use some of their words to 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 help answer these questions as well. Um, so you just spoke about you know writing being lonely, and one of the very first quotes I've got here is. A few years ago, my thought process about my writing went like this. I'm the only one. I have to be the only one. I felt alone. I had never met anyone else who wrote for fun. I didn't even really think it could be possible. The first time logging onto the habit, I remember reading the introductions and thinking, these are my people. And then I had two different students. Um, We have two different cohorts in the student edition. We've got them divided up just because there's so many of them at this point. Um, two different students quoted C.S. Lewis um, and said, 
this, I've, I love this quote. I've heard it many, many times. Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to one another, what you two, I thought I was the only one. Um, that is by far the thing that we see when anybody joins is practically the first words out of their mouth are, I had no idea there were people like this out there that do what I do. And I've always felt like I was the only one. I've always felt like I was alone in this. And, and as soon as they are in community with other writers, they realize, no, there's lots of people out there doing this and that, that are struggling, that are in that, in the trenches every day that love this, but recognize how hard it is. And that, you know, that you also then probably have a lot in common with because that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the, the question of it, as I said a minute ago, part of this requires being alone and yet it requires going into the cave to do the work. But for me, it's super important to know there are people just outside the cave who are, who are uh, interested in what I'm interested in, who need maybe what I'm bringing. um, And, People for whom, um, who can not just be generous to me as a writer, but also that give me an opportunity to be generous. And that generosity um, that we see in these, both the the habit for adults and the habit for students, mm-hmm. um, becomes so generative, right? It, it, it becomes, um, maybe even you come to a, to a writing situation looking for what you can get and you quickly realize, wait a minute, the real action here is, is, is what I can give. And as I give good things start to happen in my own uh, work and in my own creative life. Absolutely. And I, I want to talk about that. Um, I want to make sure we get back to um, the idea of community and in terms of belonging, because that's a big thing. But since you brought that up about generosity, um, Yes, we have this, we say this all the time. Um, This is something I started saying probably maybe two weeks into this, um, as I noticed that there were some writers that wanted to, you know, just talk to everybody and read all of their work and give them feedback. And, you know, there were others who came to this from, you know, they had maybe been in other writing classes before where it was very focused on their writing or you know, a lot of them are homeschoolers um, and are are kind of used to, you know, writing is the thing I do. And so it, it was a little bit, you know, of a, of a stretch at first for a few to to kind of see that, no, you know, giving giving is more important than getting. And but what we quickly saw was how that idea just multiplies. Um, so. Getting feedback. I think that most writers know what getting feedback does for them. It it makes mm-hmm. them feel confident. It makes them feel like their writing is worthwhile, mm-hmm. and that you know there's a there's a reason I'm doing this because someone wants to read it. Yeah. Um, but giving feedback is instilling those ideas in someone else, and it. It is, first of all, such a wonderful feeling when you give someone constructive feedback on their writing and you see their reaction, how relieved they are. Like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> OK, this wasn't this wasn't bad after all. And how it it 
allows them to now have an outlet to say, okay, well, what did you think about this in particular? Um, and, you know, it becomes a back and forth and it mm -hmm. becomes a conversation and then it becomes a friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, we're all about. And, and that happens in the adult community as well, where, you know, they give more feedback during the classes than the rest of the year, but it's the same idea that, you know, people are, people are, are taking their time to, to read their work and to tell them what they think of it as a writer and yeah. from writer to writer, that is just so valuable, yeah. but it also helps you as a writer become a better writer because you start to notice everything just like through your classes, through the lens of a writer. So, you know, you normally would read something, you just read it for enjoyment, but on the habit, we read things through the lens of a writer. And every time you do that, you get stronger at, at your own writing. I, in my own development as, as a writer, it's, it's been amazing how much I have learned from giving feedback to other people. And, and in some ways, you know, reading the work of people who aren't published writers, I find it, uh, I've learned so much because, you know, when you read, I don't know, you, you read what Marilyn Robinson has produced and, and that has been edited and cleaned up. It's just, you, you sort of receive it and it's it's brilliant and you love it. And you might, I mean, I, I've certainly learned things from reading Marilyn Robinson, but when I, when I read, let's just say work with, that still has more imperfections that hasn't been cleaned up. And I, and I give that feedback, I have to find some way to articulate what works and what doesn't work. And in so doing, I, it's amazing how much I've learned. Uh, again, I said earlier that generosity becomes generative. I mean, so much of, of, of what I, the way I know how to talk about writing or to do writing comes from identifying what's, you know, what's not quite working, giving constructive feedback, right? Mm -hmm. And also giving, um, it, it doesn't, you don't learn much from giving strictly negative feedback either. No, right? absolutely. And that's that's a huge part of what we do. Um, I have a, let me give a, a quote real quick um, from, I got two different quotes that, that helped me with this point. Um, the feedback I get is never a negative. This is a mistake in your story, but a very positive. This is awesome, but here's how you might make it a little better constructive criticism, not destructive criticism. And then you get to go and pass that along by reading another amazing story by another amazing writer and help them to grow by providing your own feedback. And then I've learned how to do constructive feedback, not tear people down by accident. Now, when I read, I don't judge the writing, but ask myself what parts I love and what parts have improved would make the piece even better. These are students who uh, I can tell you both came in with, you know, they they wanted to give constructive positive feedback. They did not want to tear anybody down, and yeah. and really nobody does. Um, I I do think that it is a little bit natural for for teenagers in particular, maybe even just for human beings to be to be critical. Yeah. Um, a lot of times that comes from you know either a place of low self-esteem. It can come from just being exposed to that is how people have dealt with their work, their writing, mm -hmm. their school. Um, and so this, you know, sometimes comes from 
you know, teachers and parents, which yeah. are, you know, very well-meaning adults, but will, will without even meaning to kind of tend to err on the side of, of, of being a little bit critical when it comes to things like, you know, work and writing. And I think that teenagers internalize that because they just feel everything so strongly. And so they, they tend to see that like, okay, that's, you know, that's, that, that's the feeling that I get about thinking about writing. And so that's, that's kind of what I want to, to, to show. And we've actually had, I'm not going to name names, but we've had a couple of people that came in and specifically saying, do not tell me you like my writing. I don't want to hear what you, what you like about my writing. I want to hear what you don't like about my writing and I'll do the same for you. And, and they're met with stereo silence because that's just not what we do. Um, Because, you know, that I, we actually had a big, long conversation on the forums um, uh, kind of in the first year um, where I kind of challenged that idea and asked, you know, people to just tell me what what they thought about that. And what we heard from just about everybody was. I like constructive feedback, I like mm-hmm. hearing things I can improve on. But I don't do well if people make me feel like that's all that there is to my writing. Mm-hmm. Or if if I end up feeling bad, I won't want to write anymore. I yeah. it, it it makes me not want to do this. And um, so we kind of created a kind of an idea that for every you know critical thing you say, for every critique you give, you need to give two or three positive things and not just I like your writing. Because, you know, but something specific. And what everybody has seen is that when you when you look at it through that lens, okay, I can't just find all the things that I'd mark with my red pen. I have to to find what is what is good here. They see all kinds of things that they hadn't seen mm-hmm. because having to put it into words, what is what do you like about this? What yeah. how does this speak to you? It, it just opens it all up. And, and honestly, the, the, the few people I can think of that, that thought, you know, no, what I want is critique. They're, they're some of our best feedback givers at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so beautiful to see them just light up seeing, oh, there's so much more to this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I, I know, you know, when I teach my workshops, Sometimes my first pass through, I spend a lot more energy talking about what needs to be improved. And then when when we get in conversation with the whole group, um, and I hear the what other writers liked about it, a particular you know piece of writing, I, I realize how much I missed by coming at it with a with a critical eye. Primarily, sure. right, and and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to grow in the habit of paying a little more attention to to what's working and building on that rather than let's let's pay attention to what's not working. Um, Absolutely, and I do think there's there's a there's also something at work in in your group that you lead and in in the the adult group and and elsewhere that when you um when there is friendship when there's a you know, when we have a sense that people want our 
what what's best for us, mm-hmm. um, I can receive their critique a little bit better. Absolutely. Yes. That, that is huge. Um, and it's about, it, it, it's, it's a few things, but, but one of them is, is trust mm-hmm. and, and feeling safe to share. Um, and I, I think that, that teenagers maybe more than adults because they're, I don't know, they're very, they're very vulnerable to, to their emotions and, and to just, you know, they're very, very sensitive to what people think of them. And so it's, it's maybe a little harder for them to just inherently trust that, that people will, you know, say nice things and not just because they have to, but because, because they mean them. Um, And I, I feel like in, in our community, uh, what the students get is they, they learn to trust the other writers that to honor and love their stories. And they see that it's real. They see that it's, they're not just saying this, they, they really mean it. And we have a whole system where um, students will basically ask to be what they call tagged, which just basically means that if somebody, you know, tags you, then when they post something, you'll see it. And so Mm -hmm we have a whole system going where writers are serially posting chapters from their novels um, and tagging everybody who's asked to be tagged mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, read the next installment and, and give feedback and it builds. And so someone will start posting their story, you know, nobody's, they don't know who's going to read it. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, you know, five people are being tagged and now yeah. 10 people are being tagged and it's, they they learn to trust that this this works and it's safe. It's not scary yeah. to to share your write your writing with other writers who care about you, who love yeah. you, and who who genuinely love your stories and look forward to reading them. And it's it's really really cool. Yeah, Andrea, belonging is is such an important part of the way you talk about your work in the uh, in the student edition of the habit membership. Um, talk to me yeah. about belonging. So that's just a huge part of being part of a community is, is feeling like you, you belong there. Um, we all want to feel like we belong to, you know, a family, a tribe, a group. Yeah. We want to feel like somebody's and, looking for us. Right. It's, it's one of the things that as human beings, we just, we, we long for that. And I think that teenagers in particular I mean, they, they, they yearn for that feeling. They, they're starting to separate a little bit from their families, from their Mm -hmm. parents in particular, just as they hit those teenage years, they, they naturally want to be more independent and start to push away, but they don't want to be alone. They, they Mm -hmm. want to feel like they belong. And um, I think that, uh, teenage writers, teenage creatives. We also have a lot of artists in the community, and that's a whole other thing where they share their mm-hmm. art, and that's yeah. really become cool. Um, but they they feel everything so deeply all yeah. the time. Just just feelings, feelings, feelings. They're they're <laughs> right. At the, they're, they wear their their hearts on their sleeves, and um, I think that that this is just. It's it's something that that young writers 
they need to know I, I belong somewhere. Some, there's, there's people like me out there that get me, that, uh-huh. that get why I do what I do, that, that if I say this thing that everybody in my house thinks is weird, somebody out there uh-huh. thinks, no, this is great. And, yeah. and that's what they find here is just this sense of, of they belong they are welcomed, they are loved, and they are understood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all, we all yearn to be, to be understood. And of course, we're supposed to try to understand more than we <laughs> are understood. But in the teenage years, I think we're, everybody's pretty much still in that, like, I want to be heard, I want yeah, to right. be understood. And, yeah. and that's what they find here. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, really beautiful to see. How do you or, or do are you doing things to cultivate um, trust, generosity, collegiality? Um, I mean, I, I know you are doing. You, you've identified a couple of things. Are there are there other things you're doing? I mean, that's that's not an easy. It seems to me it's not an easy thing to do. To, um, I mean. There's something about being on the internet that makes people inclined to be snarky and and um, critical, uh, to to be caviling in their in their you know sort of picking picking at each other. Um, how, how do you how do you create a, a, a safer a, a place that's safer than that? I mean, I, I get the impression I'm not on the I'm not there every day like you are, um, mm-hmm. but I just don't see that happening. Oh no, it's it's not um it again it would be it would be largely uh met with just crickets <laughs> if, if somebody were to to show up and do that um but one of the things that we we do that's that's kind of cool um so our community is a closed community. There are writing communities out there. Uh there's some that are pretty big and and popular um where anybody can join. And you, they, they may have, you know, they have guidelines and, but their guidelines essentially say, and we'll kick you out if you don't mm-hmm. follow our rules. Well, yeah. we kind of work from a, a different point of view. So we, everybody starts with a six weeks class um, and that anybody can join those. And mm-hmm. that is my, what I call my vetting process. <laughs> so uh, that is partly for the safety of the students, because in theory, you know, we could have somebody who's not a teenage writer join that class. And right. my job as the moderator is to to make sure that doesn't happen and to that that would be somebody that would be immediately removed because yeah. I I do read every word they write, um, which sounds ridiculous. And sometimes <laughs> I stay up pretty late to, to do so. But the reason I do that is it's to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And through the classes, what that does for me very quickly is I can find who is here to be part of the community versus who's just here to, to post and run. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we've had people that they take the classes and they enjoy them on their own level. They post their, their piece for the week and they, they eat up their praise and then they, that's all we hear from them. Um, but they are not inv- invited to join because mm-hmm. this is a community where we, again, we, we give more than we get. And so I've got, you know, kind of a, a minimum, which is not terribly difficult to achieve, uh, <laughs> where you've, you've got to participate. You, yes, you need to post writing for feedback, but you have to give 
feedback to the other writers. And it can't just be, that was great. It, yeah. it has to be something, something of substance. And it doesn't take that long. Um, we've had writers come in that don't have a lot of time, but they are still able to, to achieve the, the minimum. Yeah. Um, and honestly, even the writers that don't have that much time ultimately love this so much that they, they find more time for it and they <laughs> beg their parents <laughs> for more time so that they can be here more because it just, it's, it's just, again, it's just such a beautiful thing to see a bunch of teenagers with just big hearts and wonderful writers that, that really just want to be friends and to help each other succeed. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. I, it, it has really been amazing to see the, again, we keep saying this, the spirit of generosity that prevails among these, uh, these young people. I'm, I love seeing it. And I, I, you know, I know among, among the, um, the adult group, equally generous, equally um, uh, collegial, um, and, but I don't know how you, I, I'm just so amazed at, at the way you, uh, cultivate that among a, um, among a, a younger crowd. So I, well, I love what you're doing. We should I, mention that there's a class that mm-hmm. we're just about to start a new six week class. that will be an entry point for young writers into the, the membership. As you Absolutely. said, you can't just straight up join them. I, I do let adults just join the, the adult membership, mm-hmm. but students, you've got a vetting process and and um, your your commitment to safety for these uh, these young writers has has really been encouraging. And again, and that's not just that has not just been a matter of there. You know, we got to. It's not just protecting people from outsiders, but also protecting what we have inside right absolutely yeah so i want to hear how your writing because you're uh, quite a good writer yourself andrea i want to hear about how your writing has developed as a result of your involvement with teen writers sure um so I don't have a lot of time to write these days. Um, You're too busy I, moderating. I, exactly. Um, I, I would say that I probably had more time to write before I, I started this. But um, when I do have time to write, my writing is is much better. And it's because, again, I'm I'm reading wonderful writing all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you read it through... We've, I keep saying this through the lens of a writer, not just a reader, but a writer, you, you learn so much more about writing. And so it's, it's interesting that I would be getting to be a better writer by reading, writing versus doing writing, but, but it is absolutely 100% true. Um, but I also, um, the students, they're awesome because they check in with me and and say, Mrs. Yenny, have you written anything this week? Uh, that's great. And um, we have our our virtual writing rooms. Um, at this yeah. point, we have three a week uh, that I host and uh, where everybody can get together and they chat a little bit about what's going on. We say a prayer and then they write for an hour. Yeah. And I always have somebody say, Mrs. Yenny, did you get a chance to write? You know, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm moderating while they're writing. Um, but even just knowing that they they care, that they they care that whether I get to write, and I've 
I had a couple of opportunities to share things I've, you know, scenes I've written with them. And, and of course their feedback is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, and, and then also, you know, I, my, my big writing thing in the world so far is I, I, my story was in the, the lost tales of Sir Galahad, yeah. which was amazing. And the students were so excited, yes. so excited that yeah. the, the mom orator as they've, they've dubbed me, um, <laughs> that, cause I'm like their mom on, on the internet, um, which they love, by the way, it's, <laughs> it's cool that they, they want to have another mom, but they, they were so thrilled to know, okay, see, this is somebody who's not a published writer that got something published. I can do this. Yeah. And it, it was so cool to see them just light up from this idea that I can really do this. This is yeah. really, really possible. And a bunch of them bought the book and have told me <laughs> how much they love my story, which is great. Um, but you know, more than anything, it's just, it's, it's just such an encouraging, amazing community. And, uh, when I do get a chance to write, I'm, I'm astounded by how much more I know about writing mm. more than yeah. anything. I just, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I feel more confident and it's, I don't know. It it allows me to believe that someday I will finish these books I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> and you you have started uh, working uh, a little bit with students one on one on their writing. Uh, yeah, I have. Um, so that was uh, I. I always wanted to be an editor. That was my my secret dream job when I was a kid. Um, and I decided that that after learning more about the the publishing industry, it sounded like an incredibly stressful job. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. not necessarily what I thought it would be. Um, but I always loved uh, reading people's writing and helping them, you know, try to, you know, polish it up or, or figure out what was working. That, that was something that I, I loved as a kid. I, I read everybody's papers in college and wow. all of that. But, um, and I read everybody's emails in my family. That was, that's my big thing now <laughs> If so, they got to send out an email, show it to mom or <laughs> my husband does this too. Um, because I, I think I'm a detail oriented person, maybe more than anything. I notice things. Um, but um, yes, we have a, we have a, a young writer in, uh, in our newer cohort who is a published author. <laughs> um, uh, her name is India Johnson. I am going to just share her name because she's <laughs> awesome. Um, and she has a couple of books out. Uh, she was writing uh, a longer novel and uh, her dad has always been her editor, um, uh -huh. but he didn't have time to, to edit this particular book. And she was feeling very stressed because she wanted to enter it into a contest. Mm -hmm. And I reached out and, and kind of said, you know, I, I love editing. I, I would love to help you. And um, so we worked on that together Um mostly through the the Google Doc process, which uh -huh. actually works very well. Um, and uh, her, her I, I was able to edit her whole book. It's about 115,000 words, I believe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it, it was, it was um, we had a deadline because she was trying to enter it into a competition, but yeah. uh, we got it done and it was very, very rewarding. And um, I'm hoping throughout the years to get to do more of that because um, one of my goals here 
It's it wasn't my goal going into this because I just wanted this to to exist for the students because they they needed this. I knew that they needed this community, and 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 it was so rewarding to see. Yes, they did. They they mm-hmm. did need this. Um, but one of my my long term goals at this point is to help help them succeed and some of them to get to get published and not have to wait till they're 40 years old. Um, but, you know, to get published uh, probably realistically when, you know, maybe when they're in college or, or a little beyond that. But um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely would love to to work with more of them one on one. And I've yeah. kind of thrown the idea out there yeah. and we'll we'll see what comes of it. Great. Um, OK, last question. Who are the writers who make you want to write? Okay, I had a whole bunch more to say, so I'm going to have to <laughs> skip ahead. Um, so I I thought about this, and I um I I have my three favorite books, all of whom I read, all of which I read when I was a child, mm-hmm. um, which were uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice and L. M. Montgomery's. Uh, Anne of Green Gables, mm-hmm. and then a book by Robin McKinley, uh, which is called Beauty, which was this amazing retelling of Beauty and the Beast. And uh-huh. those are the three books that I return to as my my creature comforts, but that uh-huh. I think also taught me just about everything I knew about writing before I got to the habit. <laughs> um, so I would say, you know, Jane Austen, Ellen Montgomery, Robin McKinley would be my uh-huh. would be my my answer, but Honestly, at this point, the writers that make me want to write are these young writers. They're, it's every single day I get to read what will likely be published novels someday, and they're amazing. And these writers are happy and confident and have beautiful things to say. Um, their writing is full of light and hope. and at the end of the day, yeah, I may be too tired to read anything else. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, even if I if even if I could, I, most of the time I wouldn't feel any need to because I've already been absolutely filled up with beautiful writing every oh, every day great. of my life. Yeah. Well, Andrew Yenny, um, I have to say, you know, as we discussed earlier, when you first approached me uh, to to try to convince me to do a student edition of The Habit. I had my doubts, but you've made me a believer and uh, I just love what you're doing. And, and thank you for the way you serve these uh, these young writers. And I'm thrilled to know that it's done you a lot of good too. Well, thank you so much. I'm. It, it's just a huge, huge blessing for, for I think everyone involved, but, <laughs> but thank you for the opportunity and thank you for, for giving the students this opportunity because I, they, they need it. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to see where this goes next. This podcast is brought to you by the rabbit room where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. And all our podcasts are made possible by the generous support of our members. To learn more about us, visit rabbitroom.com. And to become a member, rabbitroom.com slash donate.